0: Hello. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023, and welcome to episode 269 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debate shaking up America. I'm NSI Senior Fellow Lester Munson, and I'm joined today by my fellow NSI Senior Fellows, Morgan Vigna and Martha Miller. Jamil and Jessica are out today. So today we are going to talk about Uh, the Biden administration's approach to China. Of course, the world is ablaze right now. There's a full-fledged war going on in Ukraine. Ukraine is pushing back against Russia's unwarranted and unprovoked invasion of a year and a half ago. In Gaza, Israeli forces have moved in to eliminate Hamas after the horrific attacks of three weeks ago. So the the world is ablaze. Meanwhile, in terms of U.S. global strategic interests, really nothing remains more important than the bilateral relationship with China uh, and how the administration approaches the multifarious challenges that that relationship presents. There's been a lot of provocative activity in this arena lately, Uh, Chinese fighters flying within just a few feet of American military aircraft operating in international airspace fentanyl coming over the border from Mexico that originates in China. Uh, there's, there's a whole host of issues uh, where China has been behaving in a way that is antithetical to U.S. interests. And pending on all of this is the imminent meeting between Xi Jinping and Joe Biden in San Francisco at the APEC summit in a couple of weeks. And the question is, how should Joe Biden be approaching this meeting? We just saw a warning from the foreign minister, Wang Yi, that things are not going to go easy in that conversation, as if that is some sort of threat. Martha, I'm interested in your views in particular on this this kind of diplomatic challenge for the administration. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, Foreign Minister Wang is not, he's not wrong. This will not be smooth sailing. There's a bipartisan consensus that China is America's top security threat. Uh, China, China has been harassing our ships, our planes. They have secret police stations across the United States. They're sending fentanyl to North America. It's killing 100,000 Americans per year. Uh, not to mention cyber attacks. Um, Biden needs to address all of this with Xi. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with Biden meeting with Xi. What's more important is what he says. And unfortunately, Biden's foreign policies made the U.S. not just a paper tiger, but a paper kitten. Um, Even with the situation in the Middle East, he just says, don't, don't what? Uh, You know, he's afraid of drawing a red line because he knows and everyone else knows that he won't do it.
0: Morgan, uh, the administration just sent up uh, a supplemental appropriations request of over hundred billion dollars for challenges in Ukraine, in Israel, uh, with respect to the U.S. Uh, support for Taiwan in the in the face of what could be Chinese aggression against Taiwan, the border issue, which of course contemplates the the flow of fentanyl into our country. What are your thoughts about how the administration is handling the U.S.-China relationship? Mm.
2: Well, I think the Biden administration really needs to establish U.S. global deterrence. I mean, I think we've seen since the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, we've seen Russia particularly test us in Ukraine. Um, that war is going on, you know, what, nearly two years now. Um, and then we've got, of course, Iran's nuclear program, which is uh, has. You know, enrichment has increased exponentially since, since the Trump administration left office. And then, of course, you know, we see this, this horrific attack by Hamas, you know, an Iran-backed terrorist organization against, you know, our greatest partner in the Middle East, Israel. And what does the United States do about it? I mean, the Biden administration has issued very, very tough rhetoric against uh, the Iranian regime against Hamas. And he said, said all the right things. At the same time, though, what we do matters. And so far, we have bombed a bunch of IRGC ammunition posts and warehouses in Syria. Um, The United States has been attacked nearly 100 times in, in, in Syria and Iraq, and the United States has not hit back. We've, we've hit back maybe four times. That is completely inexcusable and has essentially given the Iranians a green light to not only provoke the United States, but you would, to put our U.S. personnel and their, their safety in jeopardy. So I think, generally speaking, Biden ne- really needs to take a tough approach to China, more so than he has done in the past. He needs to reassert U.S. credibility on the world stage. Because let me tell you, Taiwan, if Biden isn't ready, is next. Um, and I think the Chinese are, are really taking uh, a hard look at sort of their next steps in, in the South China Sea and trying to sort of gauge whether or not um, the United States will, will hit back um, if, if they take more an, a more aggressive posture there.
0: So I think we had a little bit of a a foreshadowing event. If this were a Shakespearean drama, this visit of Gavin Newsom to China in the last few days is, is setting the table, I think, for the Biden administration to maybe take a harder line because Gavin Newsom embarrassed us so badly in China in the last few days. And I'm not just talking about this amazing episode that's all over Twitter of him trying to play basketball in Beijing against school children, not being able to do it, almost killing one of the children in the process and just generally embarrassing us. We're supposed to be the world's basketball superpower and to have this clown try to drive against eight-year-olds in his dress shoes and fall down, just it's so embarrassing uh, on a symbolic level, but also on a, a more seriously on a policy level the governor of California going to China to bow down before the climate change gods and beg for some sort of leniency from China on on its carbon output, which he will not get. And the Chinese are laughing at him as soon as he leaves the room. The idea that American politicians are going, that are lured by this false god of of the climate change issue to go to China and engage, very worrisome. I think it's massively embarrassing for the United States. And I think it does set up the Biden administration, maybe if they if they take the right cues here to take a very different approach to this meeting in a couple of weeks, take a harder line, be tougher, defend the United States and our values and our interests, and don't put up with this nonsense from Beijing anymore. There is no reason why, even though there are these crises going on in the Middle East and in Ukraine, that the U.S. can't be tough with respect to China. and so, I, so I'm I'm hopeful that this that this Newsom visit maybe sets up a different approach than we otherwise might see. Uh, okay, Martha Morgan, any final thoughts?
2: Yeah, no, I'll just say with the uh, the Gavin Newsom visit, I do think it was particularly interesting that he decided to tack on a hit stop in Israel before he went to to Beijing. Um, this guy is so thirsty for the presidency that it's like it's painful to watch. Um, the fact that he had to sort of Feel like he had to, as you say, go and bow down before the climate change gods. He actually got a visit with Xi. Um, and I think that's particularly undermines um, President Biden's uh, meeting with uh, at the Apex summit coming up, which I don't think has actually been confirmed yet. I think we're expecting it, but I don't know if it's actually been confirmed. That's um, a good point. With that said, though, I mean, I think the fact that he tries to go to Israel beforehand or he goes to Israel beforehand and tries to sort of act as some sort of, you know, Leader and boost his, you know, diplomatic bona fides. I think is is kind of kind of sick. It's sort of like taking advantage of, of a real crisis um, and just trying to sort of puff himself up as some sort of diplomat. I think is 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 really disgraceful.
0: I think Xi Jinping knows a gullible, ambitious American politician when he sees one. Martha,
1: <laughs> that's spot on. So I would just say. You know, the the sense of chaos that uh, people are feeling, seeing around the world um, is due to a lack of deterrence from the United States. We need to return to a time of Pax Americana, um, and that is only brought to the world through strong national defense and being a strong partner for our allies.
0: We'll leave it at that. That's a wrap. Thanks so much to Alex Toki, Claude Jennings, and the NSI staff for their help in producing today's episode. Join us again on Wednesday, November 1st, for another episode of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. Fault Lines is now on YouTube, so check out our channel for a video of today's episode. And if you like what you heard or saw, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.